love, love, lust, lust, and battle soul. I know it's been a long time and I left you guys without a dope pod to step to on Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. But not only am I back, I have a very special guest. We got V in the building. What's going on, beautiful? Hey, how you doing? So how you doing? <laughs> so I wanted to like I felt like I've been I've been working on like how to not necessarily rebrand, but to like to bring this podcast back. And I think a great way to do it, like it's just to have conversations with people, whether it be men, whether it be women, whatever. Um, but I had to, I had to bring somebody special on for the first one back. So uh, you had you had to kick in the door. You get to be the first one in the re the first episode of 2021 on Love, Lust, and Badass. So I've been potting my ass off, but I haven't touched this one in a while. So we got some craziness to get into. But before we get into that, and I didn't put this on the list specifically because I wanted to catch you off guard. So I usually do icebreaker questions. For anyone, the first time they're on any one of my podcasts, this is my first time working with them. No matter how much I know them outside, I got to do something special. So we ha- I have an icebreaker question for you. You ready for it? Okay. It's so, you, no, this is this is no no holds barred, right? I don't I don't have well, to. I'm nervous. Myself. Okay. Are you nervous at all? Okay, go ahead. Okay, only because this has become like a topic, especially in like my Twitter sphere. So like I figured, why not ask it? So. The question has been going on, and I have, I'm going to ask you, this is the icebreaker question. Have you okay. ever ate some ass before? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Did you even answer your face? Just did it all. I have never <laughs> tossed any groceries in my life, and I will never do that in my future life. Well, I ate ass. <laughs> okay, I see what it's about to be. Oh man, see, see now you you kept asking like how much, how what the limits are and everything. So look now okay, you know. No, now I've that, never that, ate that, ass. It's gonna I'm be just a no saying. Me, so I'm, this fine, but now you see it's icebreaker because now the ice is broken. You, okay, you can't be tense now, right? You can't be tense. It's broken. I'm relaxed now. <laughs> ate ass. Wow. Okay. Wait, have you ever ate, had your ass ate before? Absolutely. Oh, okay. So you don't. So you don't. It's amazing. So you don't. You don't pro- proper uh, do. You don't practice reciprocation, is what you're saying. Reciprocity. Oh, in that department, that's gonna be. It's no. So <laughs> I'm gonna just have to sacrifice my ass getting ate because you want me to eat your ass. I'm not doing it. Just gonna be getting no ass ate tonight. I mean, that's just what it is. Okay. All right. So I had to. I had to break the ice. That was the best question <laughs> okay. to break it. Uh, but our first topic is this: Derek Jackson craziness so like uh it's what is he a self-help guru like what do you call hmm well i personally for me i never really got into Derek jackson i knew what he was about i knew um the platform that he presented but i never really got into that got into him um so i don't really know you know what his basis was before everything blew up 
Um, but what he he's definitely a fuck boy. I mean, that's that's for sure. Definitely, and, and but, that's um, the thing with me. I never trust any of the people who give relationship advice out of their car on social media. Like the whole, you know, that whole. I don't know if you want to call it a culture or whatever. Like the people who give their relationship advice and they're always sitting. It's like, first of all, why you ain't never at home? Why you always talking to us from the car? Why you in the the car? Like that right there tells me like, what what are you hiding? You hiding something. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But outside of that, it's like, like people who literally like are, are, are so, were so caught off guard and flabbergasted that the man cheated. And it's like, I don't put nothing past anybody nowadays. That's just personally, because we've seen some crazy shit, but, um, so the 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 public apology video that he came out with, with his wife first let me ask you what what was your reaction the first time you saw because i watched it like three times because i just couldn't believe what are i was you, watching. you're talking about the one with his wife with looking his wife. ashy yeah okay bless her heart lord in the bonnet um, that she says was a helmet for the lord but, but keep on i going. mean because she gotta stop <laughs> ma'am has to stop she has to stop um i i'm gonna tell you like this it would be a cold day in hell before I allow a man to hold my hand mm. and publicly apologize and let the world know that he cheated on me. I mean, I just, that alone, that act alone should have told her to pack her shit and go. You know, I just, it was, it was very, very tacky. I did not like it. What she, she has a lot of layers that she's dealing with that we may get into that a little later. But um, all in all, it was it was whack. It was whack. He was whack. He's continuing to be whack for doing that. I mean, since then, he's 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 recorded a reaction video to his video with his wife. He's joked about her her bonnet slash hat on social media. He's turned her into content like and that's the thing that feels so like if you cheated, whatever that we're not in that. That has nothing to do with us. If you make the the world part of it as far as the as a public apology, then stand by right. that apology. Now the fact right. that you're using your woman and your wife, not just your woman, this is your wife for content Absolutely. and you're laughing at people laughing at her when you embarrassed and hurt her is fucking despicable to me. It is despicable. And the fact that you're doing it in third person, like the, oh my God, it's the narcissism for me. Like yeah. the fact that you're able to do that and react to your own bullshit, like, it's just trash 360. It's trash all around. Yeah, and, he's he's clean. He's tired. And like it's 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 bad. And then you have the people who are trying to defend him, the people who are, who are trying but to defend him. Go ahead. And not to cut you off, boo, but not to cut you off, but the ones that be defending him, I can't because a lot of the ones that defend him are they look crazy. Mm-hmm. They sunroof is missing. They got to beg for pussy. Like they are the main ones that have insecure issues and they have the most to say about her appearance about how all black men don't cheat you can save actually all of that um you can just go right in the category with them yeah that whole black men don't cheat shit like that that's that's fucking debunked uh it's it's yeah yeah that shit should have never blew the fuck up anyway um and so did you get a chance to see the wife's video the next day you mean hold on because she got two because she got one out now that she's like preaching i don't know what she's doing but she's like i didn't see that she is preaching to the people but i did see the one where she talked about um, basically saying that he has found God like they all do. When they fuck up, they always find mm-hmm. the Lord for some reason. So I did see that one, and it was to me, it was just a whole bunch of nothing. I mean, I feel like she's being forced to make her videos. 
I feel like he has a battery in her back and she's literally doing it because he's telling her to. Oh, yeah. It, ha- it has to be. It can't be her own free will. Cannot be your own fucking free will. Yeah, he's behind the camera, like with with a script holding it up, like oh, most definitely yeah, he has most to be because that, that like it and and okay, because correct me if I'm wrong. At any point in time, if I say anything that's like off or comes off chauvinistic, please correct me. So you're hold, you're holding me accountable on this, right? I am. Yes, I will. But I feel like it's women like her that narcissists pick that are easily um, controlled, right? Easily manipulated. And I don't know this woman mm-hmm. personally, but just off the energy that they gave in that interview and how ho- how tight he was holding her hand and looking at her as she was talking, and then the the subsequent video that I've seen since then, it's it's this this is why like narcissists know what the fuck they're doing. They know who they're picking, absolutely, and and it's not That's by chance. Thing. Yeah, it's not right. by chance. So like, yeah. and and the fact that like even. With like, first of all, the whole idea of the public apology. What what do you feel about somebody about these? And it's not even he's not a fucking celebrity, but like these social media people or these personalities feeling like they have to do these things publicly. First off, what do you think about that? I mean, I feel like they I feel like they only do it for the dollar. He's only mm-hmm. doing it to save his brand and to save his image. It, I I don't believe it had has anything to do with necessarily saving his marriage. He, his back is against the wall, and a lot of these influencers are those who do get caught in these scandals. They know that their dollar is on the line. Yeah. Us, those those women who watched him and poured into his videos and supported him and about to buy his ashy-ass book, like, he knows that that is on the line. So he's going to do whatever he has to do. He is going to manipulate, and he's going to coerce whoever he has to coerce. That's why he's in these videos with this with his wife looking the way that she's looking. That's why he's in his, his car with that ashy ass car seat in the back seat trying to get sympathy trying to make sure that he keeps his brand alive but he's really annihilating it so they all just have the same agenda in mind at the end of the day and i mean it's been more shit to come out like i don't know if you've kept track and this is usually what happens once something comes out all the all the skeleton skeletons come out the closet but like apparently there's a woman who came out and said that where he records his videos when he's in the car it's in front of her house Mm -hmm. yeah i saw that today and yeah. that's just and and that's the thing like and i and i'm actually working on an episode on my solo podcast and i've been working on this for like a month so this didn't come up because of this but how mm-hmm. how creativity and narcissism kind of go hand in hand in some degrees a lot of creatives are narcissists like some keep it controlled and it's not always the the utmost negative with it but this just drills that right. home like you're sitting here building a whole brand a whole platform off being godly being faithful mm-hmm. black men don't cheat and you're recording that in the the driveway of somebody you're cheating on your wife with, like how? how? Oh, the bitch you fucking! Like how you? How? <laughs> how? How? Please make it make sense. I don't. It, it, it's just it's just like when people like sleep with somebody's husband and then give them relationship advice before they leave. Like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's wild. It's I wild. saw that this morning. I saw that this morning. I was like, yo, <laughs> he just need to put the phone down because your, your grave. It's getting dug deeper and deeper. Yeah, it's time for him to step away. Like, to, him trying to turn yeah. this so much into content, it's time for that. Like, actually fix your marriage. Step away from this content shit. Get off social media. Actually work on yourself, your marriage, and help Thanks. your wife heal if that's really what you're about. But I really feel yeah. like what's going to happen with Derek Jackson is a year or two from now, he's going to get divorced. He'll pop up with a new wife and a new family and be like, yeah. this is what I really put it to. I really figured myself out this time, and we're going to be better and stronger. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a whole fucking thing. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I believe it. <laughs> but this is brought about uh, going into our second topic conversation 
that I wanted to have about like why is it and this could be women in general but black women because I'm black so we talking about black women this is what we do here uh but why is it, <laughs> why is it that a black woman's love is very often judged by how much bullshit she's willing to pull up like people will be like she loves him she stood by him when he cheated and he didn't have like why is it that we have to put our women through bullshit to judge how much they love our asses because that's fucking mm, there it's it's layers to that answer mm. to be honest um the best way that i can describe it is that us as black women we have been programmed from a very early age to just to remain silent we have been programmed to remain silent um, of any transgressions that come our way, of fear, of, of um, concerns we have about who's around us, who, who we allow into our space. We, we look at our mothers or our aunts or our grandmothers and how they moved and shaped with their significant others. And a lot of times, you know, they really didn't have much of a voice. So I think that because we have that generation, generational curse still going for us, um, we just know how to take a lot in. And we also are fixers. We're, nat- we're natural nurturers and we're natural people that want to fix things and we want to make things right. And we're also embedded to not fail. We mm. have a fear of failure. That is something that's another layer that, you know, a generational curse in so, in so many ways that we have yet to overcome. So we will take bullshit because that's like in S ingrained in us to just be able to take bullshit as black women we're expected to carry weight on our back and wear it proudly. And it's very, it's very rare that we're able to break through finding our voice or break through finding what's right for us, what we will and will not stand for. You, you literally sometimes as black women have to work towards finding that niche of your life. If you don't find it, you're going to be like her. You're going to have the bonnet on calling it a helmet of God with that ashy army fatigue and and cape before a nigga that doesn't care for you in the way that you should be cared for. I mean, that's just kind of a stigma. I don't know how we're going to push through it. I mean, it's just the luck of the draw, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate in a lot Pretty of different sad. Yeah, it's sad because, yeah. and like you said, like women, black women have bared so much of the weight of just our culture for, yeah. years, for years and decades, right? A lot comes at yeah. the, off the backs, off the feet, and the work of black women. It's and in then, our DNA. Like, and, and then you guys can't even be comfortable and vulnerable in the people that you love because shit like this happens right and for people always ask like why black women are so hard and why black women feel have this chip on their shoulders because like look at look at the shit that it's generate like you said like we carry trauma in our dna black people do period and it's even more so with that with women um and when you look at like we're only a generation or two removed from when people had whole entire families different families around the corner and the the black women they knew it they just because they were providing yeah, we didn't you say nothing. Yeah. We couldn't say nothing because it was told to us not to say nothing. We had a duty, we had a job, and we had to do that duty and that job. Bear those children, keep that house in order, fuck they fuck their husband. That's yeah. just what it was. And so it's carried on for generations and generations. And you know, if you get the right man, like you said, if you get the right narcissist that pry, they they literally do pry on the ones that are easy, easy targets, mm. you will be in that never ending cycle. And that's exactly where she's at. And and the key thing is, is that people you you will very rarely ever see a narcissist for what they are initially because they come in right and they because they're they are narcissists are generally intelligent people and they know how to read people. Mm-hmm. They will read you and figure out every insecurity that you have, 
try to try right. to ma- try to make you feel like they're working with you or they, they they build you up to try to get over that insecurity and then once you get comfortable they feed on that very same insecurity that they try to Absolutely. help strengthen you with and it's it's it, and then like you said by the time you're in you're in it you're so far deep you can't do shit mm-hmm. yeah so that's exactly how it works we got to train our boys to be better man that's all i can say yes we do that's all i can say um all right so that was a pretty deep topic. Let's get off that. Let's get into something a little yes, bit. Please, a little let's bit, lighten the mood. Yeah, let's, let's lighten the mood. So topic let's number three. <laughs> um, this one. How would you deal with uh, being unfulfilled sexually in a relationship? Oh, you're just going there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would I deal with being unfulfilled sexually? Yeah. Well, I would definitely vocalize where I'm unfulfilled. Okay. I would have that conversation with my partner. And, you know, let them know where I, where I am with it. Um, and that's really going to determine, like, where the next where the next step is going to be. Okay. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of things can be coachable. A lot of things can be coachable. A lot of things can be can be taught. You know, if you um, present the package well, it can be taught. Um, and just see kind of where it goes. And then I can't really say what happens after that. I'm just going to hope and pray that catches on but i would definitely have the conversation i wouldn't just sit there and and be unfulfilled and not say nothing true true so uh, okay what does that then because it, it everything through through relationships has to can only be fixed through communication right open communication being honest with things but where where do you feel like it comes in that what if your partner kind of gets offended by something of you telling like because basically you're telling them look what you doing ain't enough you're not fucking me right i'm sorry <laughs> and i'm gonna just i'm just I'm going to have that conversation, but I mean, it just depends on your partner you have yeah. to know your mate and you have to come to them with love. Even if it's a touchy subject, I would still come to them with love and be very specific on where I'm unfulfilled. Okay. Um, I, if you really hone into where you're unfulfilled, I think you can, you know, have the conversation in a, in a candid manner. I would try my very best. And if they feel offended, I would still, circle it back to love because at the end of the day i, I love you i want to i want i don't want to hurt you i don't want to hurt your feelings but i have to be honest with my feelings so mm-hmm. you just have to really teach it you have to teach that conversation with like tender and tender love and care basically um and just talk through it they may be offended but you got to talk through it you have to really vocalize and be very 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 specific and hopefully they it registers and I, and you know for me it's I I that's, that wouldn't bother me personally but I know now everyone's like that because the way that I look at it is that if the person that you're with is taking the time out to tell you where something isn't going the best at right a that means that mm-hmm. they they still want you to be the one to fulfill them right that's that's yeah. there and they're basically giving you a roadmap of how to the keys to their pleasure and how can you yeah. be mad at that like once you put that pride to the side of of feeling down about yourself because you didn't do something right or whatever at the mm-hmm. end of the day they're giving you the keys to success like if if phil right. jackson came and gave you the game plan to win the game you take the goddamn game okay. plan like that's it <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yes. so yes. uh i mean that's how i feel about it the second question though um do you think that fetishes should be talked about very early on in the relationship um it should be discussed. You should have. You should talk about what you're into early on. I mean, we're grown. I feel like now. I mean, if you're confident in your sexuality and in your sexual drive, you know the conversation is going to happen pretty early on. And you should they say you should definitely vocalize, especially if it's a fetish that's like involves things or involves 
situations, yeah. you should vocalize it um, because some fetishes people may not be necessarily comfortable with. Um, so I think it's very important to have those conversations early on. If you have discussed like sex and things like that early on, if you haven't even tapped into that bag yet, I wouldn't really bring it up unless until that bag is open. Definitely, definitely. I mean, you, and the thing is, yeah. is that this is the way that I look at it. If if we can have sex unprotected, why the fuck can't I talk to you? And if I can talk to you and have sex with you unprotected, I should be able to talk to you about any fucking thing. So like when Facts. we talk about fetishes, like I, and some people are into some shit, and that's not to to yeah. to kink shame or whatever, but it's not like you can just like me. I'm I'm in this like BDSM, like, right? Yeah. And it would be crazy for me to just somebody's coming over to kick it, and then we about to get down, and all of a sudden I, I pull out a whip, and they look like, "What the fuck you about like, to do?" Like, what's happening? Yeah, what like, is this mask you about to put on me? What is this shackle? I need to know what's happening. Like, safe word, pineapple me, please. What's going on? Like, you have, you have, you have to have that conversation, yeah, especially yeah. for you know kinks and things like that. Definitely, definitely. What is? Or do you have any fetish deal breakers? Well, clearly, other than eating ass, but do you have any? Oh, because a bitch is not going down it. I'm not licking nobody's ass crack, so don't get excited because I'm not. I'm not licking it. It's not happening. Um, I don't think I have any weird. You're asking if I have any like weird fetishes? Is that what no, you're no, no. If you have any fetishes that would be completely di- if if there's oh, a fetish like, that anybody you know, else could have, um, that'd be a deal breaker for you. Um, don't bring animals in a situation. Like we're not about to do that. We're not about to bring animals in this situation. <laughs> I'm just I'm seeing some crazy oh, shit. We're not we're not doing that. Um uh mm. I think just off the dome, I think that's like the only one I could think of that's like it's gonna be a fuck no. But for me, else, I may I may entertain it. I may, you know, see what it's about. For me, the piss. I don't don't pee on me. Oh, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, do not piss on me. No, no, do no, not piss. Don't pee. I remember the first time I ever got squirted on. I damn near fought. Like I damn near got in a fight. And you know, that's <laughs> another conversation because it's like, is squirt really pee? Or see, that's it? A, I've I've read so much conflict. Like I've read conflicting, like actual like scientists try to break down where squirt comes yeah, from and, have, and they have definitely. and they and they have two completely different outtakes on this like one did an x-ray on the bladder and the bladder was still full after she squirted so therefore it yeah. couldn't be pee but it's like i don't know but uh like what is it yeah the pee yeah. don't spit in my mouth that's spit in the mouth shit i, I ain't with okay now so you're bringing them up yeah don't spit in my mouth I, do not do that shit i hate i'm that down shit. for bodily fluids too like i like i, I like nasty really moist i like but i like I like it to be moist. I like shit everywhere. But don't, don't spit in my mouth because we will be boxing. Yeah, like, and then like, and people say it's like there's nothing sexy to me about e- being on either end. If I'm looking down at you and letting my spit drip into your mouth, I'm turned off at that point. <laughs> and then if you try to do it to me, I'm I'm punching you like that. We fighting. Then. Oh yeah, absolutely. We like, fight. We boxing. Like yeah, like come on now, like no nobody, whatever. Um, and again, this is not the kink shame. I'm just saying for me in my ministry, spitting in, in my, my mouth ain't my thing. It's my sanitization. Well, yeah. if that's a word. Like, don't spit in my mouth. Oh, Coronavirus. Don't spit in my mouth. <laughs> Coronavirus. <laughs> don't, don't, spit in my don't spit in my mouth. I mean, other than that, just about it, I'm game for just about everything else. Yeah, so. I'll entertain about anything. I will. Yeah, I'm you definitely. bring a cat in that bitch, and I'm going to be like, actually, I'm getting up. I'm leaving. <laughs> You bring a fucking snake, it's over. <laughs> yeah, the animal shit. That like that okay, that and then another thing from that's just 
it's not necessarily a deal breaker, but something that doesn't do anything for me. The food and sex thing, like maybe a couple of strawberries. Like a little strawberry. Yeah, that's why I said I, I said strawberries and whipped cream. That's different. That's different. But I'm talking about when, <laughs> pe- when people hamburger? when people basically basically want to turn your genitals into a, a banana sundae. Like I'm good on that shit. Okay, like too it's much. too sticky afterwards. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's too much. That's too much. Yeah, like, come on. <laughs> There's limits to everything. All right. Uh, but that's it on that one. Now we have questions. We're getting into our listener emails and questions. So I noticed your first time on the podcast. I don't know if you guys do it on your podcast. By the way, I forgot to plug it because I was so busy fucking with you about eating ass. Make sure you guys go and check out her <laughs> podcast, Liquid Therapy. Um, yes. But well, we, you but know. We, I like to end the show on listener submitted questions or emails or whatever else is going on. Sometimes they ask for advice. So this first one, the title of this first one is my best friend has cut me out of his life because he has feelings for me. Should I try to repair the friendship or leave him alone? You ready? Uh-huh. Okay. So this Okay. One, the best friend. The best oh, you friend. Read, did you read it yet? Or that I'm about to read it now. That was just the title. Okay. I'm about to read it now. Oh, okay. So, so, so the, the, yeah, I know, right? The body of the email. <laughs> so my best friend told me that he can't be friends with me anymore and told me not to contact him because he's developing strong feelings for me. We've been friends for around two years, and he had previously told me that he liked me, but he tried to be friends with me anyway, but now he's saying he can't do it anymore. He said, if I don't want to be his girlfriend, then he doesn't want to speak to me anymore. I'm devastated and miss him. Usually we talk on the phone every few days, and it's been hard to adjust. He's my favorite person, and I want to try to salvage the friendship, but he doesn't see us being friends again. I can't stand the thought of not speaking again. I don't know what to do. I'm hurt because I don't understand why he's just cut me out of his life completely i have hard i have harsh takes on this one so what do you I'll, I'll give it to you first what do you think okay so just to clarify the her her best friend is a guy her best friend is a guy yes and he's expressed feelings for her or she's expressing them for him mm-hmm. no he's expressed feelings for her and said because he okay. she doesn't want to be his girlfriend he just doesn't want to be friends at all anymore he's cut everything off. oh i mean who that's tough that's tough because you know there's a such, I mean, Deborah Cox and RL said it best. We can't be friends. Like, you know, you, if you have that kind of soul tie with someone and you really feel that passionate about them, it may be best to sever the friendship. It really, really sucks, but it, I can see why he may have decided to do that because it's going to be like a tug of war on his heart if he allows you around when he knows how he feels about you emotionally. And it sounds like it's way deeper than emotions. Um, and I'm sure I can also empathize with her because that's like her, you know, her best friend or whatnot. I'm interested to, I'm interested to find out how they didn't realize this a little earlier because a lot of times with best friends and you have that situation, you kind of find out a little earlier that y'all may have a connection beyond that. But, you know, it's very unfortunate that the friendship is kind of ending, but she does have to kind of respect where he stands. I'm just like, he has to respect where she stands, but I mean, she's kind of getting the short end of the stick so I can get her plight for sure. The way that I took this when I read it is that it seems like her, the, the guy in this situation befriended her and always had the thing in the back of his head of, I'm going to befriend her so that we can eventually be together. That's just how I read it. Because for you to mm-hmm. have a two-year friendship and to say that, well, if you don't want to be... My, with no other... Con- it doesn't seem like they ever had a conversation before about feelings. To jump right from, mm-hmm. we're best friends, to, oh, if you don't want to be my girlfriend, basically get the fuck out of my life. Just to me, because either that or the friendship was never genuine. Because if I build a genuine friendship mm-hmm. with somebody, 
then that's that's like the base, right? That becomes the foundation. So even if, if right. nothing else works out, you would think that you still have that foundation of friendship. And for for you to be willing to blow that up, it's like to me, it just comes off like kind of kind of manipulative in a way. Yeah, but you know, some people can't. Some people struggle with being able to compartmentalize those feelings. And it sounds like he's, you know, they struggle with that. You know, he's not able to to isolate that feeling from the friendship feeling. It's just kind of all kind of coupled in together. So, you know, I can see I can see where they're coming from. Yeah, yeah it's just, this is just one of those. I mean, at the end of the day, Sad. to go off of what V said is that you have to respect people where people are. If he's if yeah, and you know if he's clearly communicated that to you that that's his desire is to no longer be friends uh, because of this, you have to respect it. Yeah, it sucks. That doesn't take away that yeah. it sucks and that it'll hurt you, but at least he communicated that to you honestly, rather than played yeah. around with you. So yeah, yeah, agreed. All right, next letter. Uh, title this one, My Girlfriend is Moving Out but Doesn't Want to Break Up. Where do we stand? That's fucking weird. Uh, <laughs> my girlfriend and I have been together for four years, currently living together for two. We moved to the suburbs from the city to have privacy and save money, but she's missing her friends and family greatly. She also misses the city life, things to do, ETC. The past year, she's been feeling very unhappy with her living situation and with herself. Now, most of her friends are either getting married, having kids, or buying homes with their partner. She just turned 30 and wants those things quicker, it seems, but I told her I don't want these until I'm in my 30s. So there's clearly an age dis discrepancy there. Uh, she also has been crying from loneliness. I leave for the day or two and take care of my mom, which doesn't help either. Now she's going to be moving with her brother much closer to the city, but doesn't want to break up and is happy for me to come visit on weekends. What does this mean for our relationship? Thank you all. What? Hold on. Visit on the weekends? What's happening? Okay. Okay. So there's nothing that says that because you're dating and you live together before, they should necessarily have to live together. And if she's missing city life, I don't, to me personally, I don't see why she wouldn't talk to him to say, hey, I want to be back in the city. Can we move closer to the city together? Um, right. but I don't think that, that necessarily means that like the relationship is any, I mean, she seems like she's communicating it very well that why she wants to be back yeah. in the city. So it, I don't see anything, at least in this, that seems like she's just trying to get away from you. People, yeah. some people like living in the city. I mean, I know when I was yeah. younger, I had my loft downtown. You couldn't tell me to not keep my loft downtown until I got older and had kids and realized what I was paying for a loft, I could have bought a house for. Um, so, <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. so it's that type of thing. But what, what do you think about this? Um, I'm definitely on the same wavelength. With reading, when you were reading that, I didn't get anything that said that she was necessarily finished with the relationship. You know, I think it's just about preferences and and where she wants to take her living arrangements. Mm -hmm. Um. Don't be too dramatic. Don't say y'all want to break up. She ain't saying you want to break up. It's not going to that extent. There may still be able to be a happy medium, depending on you know with what with what each party is requesting. Um, but I wouldn't take it so far to say that the relationship is over. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I yeah. mean, relationships get through worse. Like there's hell, people make long distance relationships work. So hell, if you can't make okay. it work, being in the same city just one lives close to the city and one in the suburbs like come right. on, right that's this, an easy fix y'all work it out that's an easy yeah, fix like, like for and this is the thing we live in, in the age where people be so ready to throw away relationships over something simple like she's mm -hmm. moving in with her brother i can see if she was moving in with some random nigga you ain't know or some shit okay. like that like, like who's that wrong like yeah. come on <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> make it work don't give up on it uh give it it's it's a trial uh and then if for some reason like you may find 
hey, this living, this just seeing you on weekends things not working for me. I'm going to move closer to the city. Maybe not right. in the city where she lives, maybe closer to to kind of help bridge that gap. So, mm-hmm. agree. All right. So, last thing that we got for today this is a listener submitted question. So, this is not for advice. This is just a question. Is having okay. a territorial partner a deal breaker in a relationship? And is it a sign of having control issues? What do you think? Hmm. It depends on what you define as territorial. There's levels. There are mm, there's levels. There's yeah. levels to being territorial. Um, first of all, I want you to shoot shout out to the rappers that you mind. Like I mean, I'm yours. Like mm-hmm. I don't think that's territorial. I think that's just me you being be confident yeah. in who who I'm with. Yeah. Um, now, when it becomes abusive and like very just like you have trust issues, territorial trust issues, then that's when it becomes a little a little sketchy. Yeah. But I don't think it's a deal breaker. It just depends on the level of territorial vibes that they're on. Definitely. I think for me, I like I'm not going to be territorial. That shit turns me on. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I have no issue with that at all. But I think for me, it's like I'm territorial because de- best believe. If I'm I'm watching and if I need to show up to defend, I'm fucking there. Like no questions asked. Yes. Um, but right. I think I'm territorial in the sense where definitely have the space to do you, but just know if you throw up that bat signal, I'm fucking some shit up. That's all. Just give me the green light. That's all I need. Right. <laughs> um, but I like that energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just 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 give me the green light. Like all and then especially if we in the same room, just throw me that look like all right. Hand on my light. Yeah. Yeah. So uh I mean I'm territorial in that sense, but it's like like the whole control thing of like where you going, who you going there with. You can't have friends. Yeah, you can't have like, friends if they single. Like that relax, shit. Bro. Yeah, like, yeah, come on. like that's, that's too much. That's, that's you, way you have too a much. trust issue. That's not territorial. You you don't trust me. Exactly. And we ask another conversation. Exactly. So that that's a whole different thing. I think I think it, they're two different words for a reason. Territorial means the way that I look at it is you're protecting what's yours. Yeah. Controlling means you want people to do, you want the person you're with to do this specific thing. And if they don't do that, it's going to be a fucking issue like that. There's two different things. Yeah. I, I look at territorial is like a covering. It's a protective thing, not just for your, the person you're with, but for you guys' relationship. Like you said, to be clean, be loud, be publicly, uh, be affectionate. Like all that shit is, is, like yeah. shit, if we in a place together and you think somebody's coming to the floor with me, you better show your ass up and stand on my side and look okay. like this. What you, you talking to I'm us? I'm acting the goddamn fool. <laughs> Be clear. I'm at, I'm you know I'm making a fucking scene, and that's just what it is. So yeah, I mean, and that's just what it boils down to for me. I th- I really think territorial and controlling are two different things. Now I can understand because some people start off as territorial and then maybe something happens mm-hmm. and it starts becoming controlling or whatever. So you right. have to, you have to stay on the lookout, um, especially nowadays, but you know, there's nothing wrong with just being the pot, the, the non-toxic version of territory. Yes. Okay. That's the key word. Yeah. 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 All right, that's it. That's all we got. See, I took it easy on you this week. That was it. Really? Yeah, I'm ready to talk. Okay. That was funny. <laughs> See, I mean, we, we got it out there that you don't like to eat ass. You know, we, we, don't won't do it sorry <laughs> <laughs> do you have any social media anything you want to make sure you plug your podcast i know you guys have been on oh, the hiatus yes. but still plug you that you can uh, if you want to follow my personal um instagram it is oh vegan because i'm a i'm a vegan so it's oh with two e's g-a-n um i'm also a part of liquid therapy so you can follow us on instagram at it's liquid therapy 
And um, you can follow us on Twitter at it underscore liquid therapy. There you have it. it. There you have it. Make sure you guys go and follow, support, all that good shit. You coming back next week? Yeah, you can have me. I can be a regular. Just let me know. Just put me on the payroll. And I will be here every single week. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So that has been it. This has been another episode of Love, Lust, and Badass. So make sure you go ahead and follow us at Love, Lust, and BAS. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, lovelustandbas at gmail.com. And if you want to leave us a voicemail of your confessions, your questions, whatever it is, it's 614-547-2039. We are the number one adult podcast in the game, and we out this week. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break Media.